0: So immediately after the sermon, we will have the Anti-Modernist Oath. The Anti-Modernist Oath was instituted in 1907 by St. Pius X in order to ensure that Catholic teachers maintained Catholic orthodoxy and were not merely appearing to adhere to the Catholic faith. The Anti-Modernist Oath was abolished by Pope Paul VI after the Council, but we, in tradition, we still continue it in order to um, continue that tradition, but, but also to give our teachers and our priests an opportunity to affirm their adherence to the full Catholic faith before they begin their academic year. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, amen. Dear teachers, dear students, our patron of the society, St. Pius X is one of those historical figures who is so rich that it's really hard to know where to start when speaking about him. He's a figure that's really larger than life. So, and so when you go to prepare a sermon about him, you're kind of frustrated. You're figure, trying to figure out what you're going to talk about. It's, you, you realize that it's impossible to speak about St. Pius X without reducing him in some way without giving some sort of abbreviated version of him because he's just too big for words. So that's the compromise I resign myself to today. I'm going to have to reduce St. Pius X um, and just give you two aspects of of St. Pius X in the hopes that you will be able to appreciate him more and that he will be an inspiration for you throughout the school year. Um, And also in the hopes that maybe that will whet your appetite, you'll want to know more about him um, after I'm done talking about him, much more than can be conveyed in a short, well, maybe short, sermon about him. The first aspect of St. Pius X that I want to talk about is his attitude towards religious education. St. Pius X in his day, you know, this is in the early 1900's, he looked out on the world and he saw that it was extremely wicked. The world's always been wicked. 100 years it we was certainly wicked. 2019 it was wicked. But he saw that the world had turned away from God in a special, uh, with a special malice. Um, and that even he was living in a world where, where people, where human beings, where men were trying to place themselves in the place of God. And he said, What's the problem here? What's going on? Why are we so wicked? in society today. How do we get to this point? And his answer was religious ignorance. People don't know about God. It's a lack of religious education. In his encyclical on religious education at Cherbonimis, he says, the chief cause of the present indifference and infirmity of soul and the serious evils that result from it is to be found above all in ignorance of things divine. So St. Pius X, he believed that people were evil. People in our world are evil, and they hate religion simply because they were in a state of ignorance. They didn't know about God. They'd never been taught the truth about God. They'd never been taught the truth about the Catholic faith. That was their main problem. And so... The duty is for them to be educated. Here's, here's what he says in his first encyclical about this problem. How many there are who mimic Christ and abhor the church and the gospel more through ignorance than through badness of mind, of whom it may well be said, they blaspheme the things they do not know. He says this is true not just of the uneducated classes. This is true of the educated classes as well. Those people who have a certain education, a certain uh, formal training in knowledge. He says, It is not true that the progress of knowledge extinguishes the faith. Rather, it is ignorance. And the more ignorance prevails, the greater is the havoc wrought by lack of belief. That's why... In his mind, in the mind of St. Pius X, the thing that we needed to restore the world was religious education. We need to teach people about God. That's the main thing that we need to do. Who can fail to see, he says, that the principal way to restore the empire of God in men's souls is religious instruction. And this is one of the main purposes of the schools of the Society of St. Pius X. We want to destroy, we want to wipe out, as far as we are able, religious ignorance. We want to spread the true knowledge of the Catholic faith, the true catechism, the true doctrine of what has always been believed since the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And my dear children, dear students of the school, that's why your families make so many sacrifices to, to make sure that you're in a good school. They want you to know the faith. They want you to save your souls. That's the main thing that they want. They understand that it's your primary duty to get you to heaven. They don't want you to go to health and so they need to find a school where you can be taught the Catholic faith and you can be expected to, to live the Catholic faith for your whole life. That's why there's all these sacrifices made in order to uh, create an environment where we can educate our children. Um, so the knowledge of religious truth can be embedded deeply in your minds. And, well, we may hope that that's what we're fulfilling here at Our Lady Help of Christian School. We may hope that, that this is um, the main fruit that you draw from, from being in our school. But I said that, that um, there were two aspects of, of St. Pius that I wanted to speak about. And really, his campaign against religious ignorance is just one thing. And if, if we didn't speak about the other thing, we would be really missing a big part of the picture. Because the fact is that just having religious knowledge is not sufficient. You can know the catechism backwards and forwards. You can have it memorized. You can be an expert in theology. You can have the summa quasi-memorized. But it's just not enough to know the truth. And it's certainly not enough for teachers just to teach you the truth. There has to be another aspect. There's a virtue that has to accompany the truth, or the truth does not work. The truth remains almost powerless in your minds unless it's accompanied by charity. Truth without a charity is like a plan without an execution. It's like a corpse without life. And there's some people out there who just stop with the possession of truth. They're just like, woo, I know everything about the faith. Therefore. I'm a good person. They think that simply having the truth is what makes them good and there's no need for them to constantly strive to live up to the truth. And this is completely false. I mean, it's, it's like having a man who's crippled and he's got, a, he's got a right leg that works, but his his left leg is is no good. And he comes up to you and he says, check out my right leg. I mean, I mean, this leg is incredible. Look at this leg, how... I mean, it's 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 muscular. See how well formed it is, and the person would be thinking to themselves, "I mean, you know, I mean, you got a decent right leg, but but your left leg is totally messed up." So, so I mean, you got to you got to notice that it's it's kind of perverse to be bragging about your right leg when your left leg is so messed up. So. St. Pius X was the complete opposite of such a distorted person. And this is part of my frustration in giving the the sermon, is that he was one of the most integral or complete men in the whole history of the world. There was not a shadow of hypocrisy or division in St. Pius X. That's one of the things we have to strive for as Catholics, that we're whole persons. We're not divided persons, we're sort of, sealed off compartments in our being that, that sometimes one acts, sometimes the other. St. Pius X was, there was not a shadow of that in him. He was not two men or three men or four men. He was one man in whom thinking and desiring and acting were one in the same. Completely seamless harmony in the, the being, in the soul of St. Pius X. That is why his life was not just full of the truth, the clarity of knowledge, but it was also full of perfect charity. That's why he emphasized that charity is absolutely necessary in order to make teaching fruitful. Here's what he says to us teachers about the importance of teaching in a spirit of charity. In order that the desired fruit may be derived from the zeal for teaching and that Christ may be formed in all, be it remembered, that no means is more efficacious than charity. For the Lord is not in the earthquake. It is vain to hope to attract souls to God by a bitter zeal. On the contrary, harm is done more often than good by taunting men harshly with their faults and reproving their vices with bitterness. And of course, he points as the supreme model of this. The this, this supreme example of teaching the truth with a very great charity, our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus has certainly left us an example of this. Come to me, we find him saying. Come to me, all you that labor on our burden, and I will refresh you. And by those that labor on our burden, he meant only those who are slaves of sin and error. What gentleness was that shown by the divine master? What tenderness, what compassion towards all kinds of misery? But obviously, as, as I mentioned, St. Pius X, he did not just point out our Lord as a fantastic example, the supreme example of charity. He practiced it in his own life to a supreme degree. He lived, lived charity to a heroic degree in his own life. Here's what one of his biographers, Father Geronimo del Gab, says about his charity. And this is, he's talking about the time when, when, um, Father Sarto was just a young priest. He says, John, John, Don Giuseppe could not say no, because he lived and had ever on his lips the words, we are not born to eat, but to work and suffer. He gave away all he had and more than he had. His charity knew no limits, his generosity no bounds. He did not care about his own needs, but he deprived himself of everything. He took the bread out of his own mouth and was forced at times to beg a little flour or cheese to stem his hunger. Throughout the whole of his life, St. Pius X did very little of something. He did a lot of charity, but he did very little of sleeping. He didn't sleep many hours each night because his his heart was burning with a zeal for God and for souls. Even as a young priest, and I'm not recommending this to to my young priest, he would stay up late into the night studying, writing sermons, preparing catechism lessons, or simply praying for hours for for important intentions of his parish. All his energy, his whole being was directed to the care of souls. He had such a great priestly heart, a love for everyone with whom he came into contact. So these are the two great characteristics of our patron that I want to point out today. St. Pius X his zeal for religious instruction and his heart burning with charity. And this is, these are really the two things that I want to emphasize this year to our teachers and to our students. The teachers, you teachers, you must believe in the importance of educating the children in the truth, in the importance of the work that you're doing, just as St. Pius X had such a deep conviction of that. And it's not just true in religion class, it's true in every class. God made the minds of each of our children for the purpose of knowing the truth. That's what your mind is for. It's made for the truth. It's not made for error. And when we fill the minds of children with truth, we enable their minds to accomplish the purpose for which they were made. But, as I say, that truth has to be communicated with virtue. Truth has to be made attractive. And it's not done by textbooks. Textbooks don't, can't make the truth attractive. The truth is made attractive by teachers when teachers are virtuous, when teachers are gracious, when they're patient, when they're firm, encouraging, when they're enthusiastic and self-sacrificing, then the students find themselves drawn to the truth. And if the students find that the teachers have both truth and charity, then both legs are in full operation. They will take to the truth like a fish to water. But if they find the truth without charity, then the truth will seem something that's cold an alien to them. But this does not mean, dear students, that the whole burden of learning is on the teachers. There's a part that you play in your own education, a very important part that you play. You also have to have a zeal for your own instruction. You have to have a heart burning with charity. So many sacrifices, as I say, have been made in order to provide you this Environment, the special environment when you can grow in the Catholic faith. Think about all the students in Colorado. How many students in Colorado? Thousands upon thousands of students in Colorado. How many of them are being taught the Catholic faith? And of those who are being taught the Catholic faith, how many of them are being taught the Catholic faith in the right way? It's just very, very few of the students in Colorado are getting what St. Pius X wanted for them. So, you know, no matter how the great the environment is what, that we create for you, I mean, if we have the most fantastic school in the world, but you don't want to learn, then it's, it's hopeless. It's, it's absolutely useless. You can lead a horse to water, but the horses don't always take the water like fishes do. And so you got, you got to be able to drink. And what I want to say to you is this. You are Catholics. You possess the Catholic faith. And if you're a Catholic, you have to want to be the best Catholics possible. That's what what I mean, this zeal. You gotta have that zeal, that love for your Catholic faith. Now is the time that's given to you to grow in knowledge and in virtue. We're offering you this school, Our Lady of Help of Christians Academy, we're offering you this tool that you can use to direct yourself in the best way possible in life. It's really, it's up to you to use your school, to use that tool that we're providing you. You have to love your faith. You have to love to learn about your faith. You have to love your school. You have to want the very best for your school. You have to be proud of your school. You have to love your fellow students. You've got to want to help your your students accomplish the, the reason they're here as well. Help each other. Make this school a great school by assisting them to learn by your good example and by your hard work. You have to make things easy for your teachers by your good behavior. And if you don't have this spirit, again, you're like that limping man. You're like a fish out of water. You're like the horse who refuses to drink when he's dehydrated. Don't let this opportunity of the school year pass you by. It's not going to come back. This is the only chance. If we as teachers, we do our duty. If you as students, if you do your duty, then our reward is very great indeed we attain the true achievement and success in this life and then we get an eternally happy reunion in the next life and that's what we ask for through the intercession of St. Pius X O God you who filled Pope St. Pius X with heavenly wisdom and apostolic strength so as to protect the Catholic faith and restore all things in Christ mercifully grant that we by following his examples and his ways may attain to eternal life